When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Thank you so much to everybody who's been checking out my episodes for the season. If you love what you're hearing, I'd really appreciate you leaving the podcast a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, or you know, just sharing it on social media, letting people know that the pod exists. That goes a long way towards raising this podcast's rank in the charts, in the algorithms, and just letting people know that you know, uh, if you love radio as much as I do, then this pod's for you. My guest for this week is one of my longtime friends in the industry, Indy O'Connor, formerly known as Indy Singh, which is her uh, maiden name. And she was a DJ at Mellow 94.7 for 14 years. That's a really long time, uh, longer than the time I got to spend at Mellow. Uh, When I came in, she was one of the jocks that I really learned from just, you know, by osmosis, just by observing her. Uh, she and her former partner, Marco, used to let me hang out in the booth while they were doing mellow nights, particularly on Thursday evenings, because that's when they did relationships, which was their talk show about uh, romantic relationships. Duh. So it, it was a lot of fun uh, just picking their brains about radio, about relationships. At one point, they even let me get on the mic and share some advice from what I'd learned when 21-year-old me was single, sawit friend-zoned, heartbroken a lot. So I don't know why they did that, but it really went a long way towards letting me be more comfortable sharing a bit of my personality, a bit of my story on the mic, which I guess years later has manifested in something like this podcast. So I'm forever grateful to them for that opportunity. And I'm just so happy that uh, our schedules finally aligned Indy's finally on the pod, and she's got a hell of a story. It starts with her being the only one out of 72 applicants to get a job at a radio station, and it's taken her through uh, two others, several stints as a traffic reporter, most notably Hot Mama Maria of Campus Radio, and SOP Samantha on the phone, that iconic, sexy traffic reporter, over at Boys Night Out on Magic 89.9 in the late 2000s and early 2010s. Uh, she'll also talk about the end of the Mellow 94.7 air staff, how everyone uh, had to retire over the last few months. She gets pretty unfiltered about that. And you'll get to hear the story right now because it is time for the main event. Here's my conversation with my friend, Indy O'Connor.
next guest on the pod is one of my longtime friends in this industry. Someone who has seen me literally grow and rise through the <laughs> ranks. Uh, a longtime co-worker as well. And someone, uh, unbeknownst to both of us, that I'd been listening to way before I got into radio. And I'm really, really happy to finally have her on the pod after a two-year chase. Please welcome my old friend, Indy <laughs> O'Connor. Oh my God. Hello, Stanley. <laughs> I still want to call you Stanley. Oh, right. you're one of the few people in uh, not just my professional life, but like my actual life who gets away with calling me by my government <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm skipping the second name, but I'm just going to call you Stanley. Yes, please. I would, I would <laughs> because... appreciate that very much. <laughs> it's nice to be here finally. I'm sorry. Um, it's always a bad timing when you, when you ask me to guest on your podcast because there's always something going on. Uh, I, I remember the before this, I, well, I lost my brother. So, yeah. So, I guess um, I'm, I'm really happy to be here finally, even though I had uh, some serious issues before this also. No, I'm so sorry <laughs> because, to hear that. Because you know, uh, we, we've been talking naman, even before we got on the pod. Diba? So, uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. And like with all of the guests who've been on the pod, like I just adjust to whatever schedule you're available. Diba? So, I'm just mm-hmm. relieved na sa wakas na, na tayo. Yeah. So um I mentioned na uh, you know we have been, we have known each other for over a decade at this point um That's right. you recently uh signed off from the airwaves for basically the first time in god knows how long so let's give the people a status update first because the last people heard uh from you you were with Mellow 947 and I know that you That's even right. did this countdown on Facebook the parang 31 days of Mellow so yes. you can start uh with that so I've been with Mela for the past 14 years and there's been a new direction. I mean, it's going on a different direction right now. So um, all the DJs had to be retired, but Mela is still um, on the air. So you can still listen to the love songs that you guys grew up with, knowing Mellow, you know, the Mellow touch. So it's still on air, but all the DJs have been retired. And I guess it's a new chapter for all of us also. Because if it were up to us, I don't think we would leave. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, uh, right? <laughs> that's something all of us can say, about, Especially those of us mm. who didn't really have the option to walk away on our own terms. Exactly. So I guess it kind of made it easy for some of us to just move on with, with a different, uh, to a different path. And... Um, I guess it's also um, a wake-up call for maybe to finally grow up because, you know, when you're in radio, I think you... I always felt, and a lot of my friends also in radio, felt like radio is the fountain of youth. So you just... You never grow old in radio. So I guess it's uh, the universe telling us to maybe finally take it to the next uh, level or, or, or maybe grow up. So this is probably a wake-up call for that in that sense. But yeah, I've been in radio for the last 25 years. And um, if it were up to me, I would still do it. I mean, it's it's what I love. And I feel that it's what I do best whenever I am on the mic, behind the mic, playing the music. And yeah, I've, I've 25 years. It's like, it, it's a lot more to take than just a, a breakup. It's, it's, I don't know. 
No, um, I was floored when I heard na Melo was gonna retire the air staff. Because mm-hmm. for the listeners of the pod, uh, you guys know that I also started my career at Melo. I spent a good six, seven years there alongside you guys. So um, when I first heard, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like I thought it was a practical joke. Di palasya prank. How did you take it when you know when you had to um, not only find out but also communicate it with the rest of the air staff? Yes, because I am the chief announcer and I get the the, the bad news first before I I tell everybody. I knew about this since last year. We gave it a chance. They, the 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 management also gave it a chance because we were really hit hard by the pandemic. I mean, everybody in the Manin Radio. It's not just us. Um, so many other radio stations folded up. And I, I have to say that um, Mello's management is actually kind of better than the others because I've heard the stories, the horror stories, with what happened to the other radio stations and how they they uh, treated their their workers. So for us, we were like given a chance to to take it um, to to process everything. But still, nothing can prepare you to say goodbye to something that you've loved for so long, Deva. Right? So, but at least, like I said, they gave us time to think about it. Actually, since last year, they were asking us if you wanna, if you wanna go on already, we'll give you your separation package, and if you wanna start a new career in another radio station, it's up to you. Or if you wanna start a a, a new career path, this is the time to to actually mull over it. Because they don't want to just get rid of you like that. At least men and among quantum conscience. They have a conscience to tell you that, oh, this is going to happen. This is what we plan. And I hope that, um, well, you should be ready for it. So I guess, you know, we kind of prepared ourselves for this. But still, like I said, nothing can prepare you for the heartbreak. But, you know, when you're saying goodbye to something that you love so much. Yeah, um, you were the last uh, remaining DJ about to sign off on Mellow. Yes. So what was that like knowing that you were literally the last woman standing? Actually, every time somebody has to say goodbye, when when they have to say goodbye, it really like, I don't even want to listen, to be honest. Because <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm affected as well because um, they've been... More than just co-workers, everybody's been like family. We've uh, we've grown with each other. Um, for once, Scarlett had two kids while she's in Mellow. So, you know, some of us, uh, I got married. <laughs> and yeah, so someone, well, they got into a relationship, right? So, you, you treat everyone as like family and... Every time somebody has to say goodbye, it's really heartbreaking <laughs> because I know it's inevitable. But it's something. But you're going on your different ways now, and you're trying to like process this. Like, so in the future, um, I can't hang out na with them because uh, they have their own families to take care of. So we don't have anything in common, parang ganon, parang we don't have any reason to, parang it, it's like, parang falling out or something. But but then again, syempre, um, I guess we've rebuilt a, a, a good relationship naman, the friendship. 
So it'll stay there. Pero something in common. Parang, ang hirap din. Because I don't know how they took the thing. I mean, the separation from Mellow, di ba? Uh, I don't know if, if it was okay, if, if or sobrang sakit, or I, we haven't really talked about how we feel about the situation, but of course, lahat kami, we were like, oh, uh, nabigla, and uh, it's, I don't know, sakit process na We were pretty emotional in the beginning, because we couldn't believe it, that really, this is happening, because yeah, we were just, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, every time, because um, I am the bearer of the bad news, like I said, I have to hand in the the, the resignation, uh, no, the the papers, the retirement papers sa, sa kanila. So every time, ang, ang hirap, ang sakit. But, and you think na, but what did we do wrong? We didn't do anything wrong. We were doing the best we could. We were, were, in our terms, we were doing well. We were connecting to the listeners. We were able to do what we were, were being paid to do. But, but, how come? But it's self-doubt karen at one point. Because what did I do wrong? What did I not do? Yeah, this, this thing happened. So, yeah. Uh, I, um, I, I know now you tried to separate yourself from like hearing everyone else's goodbyes, but you know, mm-hmm. um, like I've stayed in touch with some of our friends, our former coworkers, especially through this time. And you mga sinabi mo, these are the same questions that I've heard over the Inuman sessions and the Zoom mm-hmm. calls. And it's so weird. Like, oh, I feel a bit of separation because I'd left years prior, diba? Like, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of the things that had happened, hindi ko na siya firsthand na witness. And yet, I'm still sort of plugged in. So I still kind of knew what was going on. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it's so different being in your spot talaga where you actually had that ticking time bomb. So I want to ask about yes. that. Like, what was it like uh, when the 1st of March kicked in? And you knew these were your last 31 days as a radio DJ. So, so I, I had my paper back in ano pa, January. Um, so said, uh, I was told na, okay, um, we're just... Because from last year, we didn't know when exactly. But it's going to happen. Yun lang ang alam namin. So, and then Jan- come January, I was given the, the heads up by the boss na... We're just gonna have you until the first quarter of the year, so until March, and so I'm scheduled to leave for the states in February, so I had to do it in March because I won't be around in February. So yo, um, DJ Chris uh, had to leave at the end of February. So, and apart from us, there are also some office ladies that. Uh, I had to go. So it's not just the on-air staff, but some other staff also from FBS had to be retired. So, <laughs> like you said, the ticking bomb. Yeah, I couldn't really... I tried. I, I tried to compartmentalize everything. I tried my best because um, I think I really needed that break in February anyway. So come March, I was so... I know I was excited to go to work. Actually, I was working like sometimes four hours, five hours. Like <laughs> because extra, extra shift. Extra shift. Because there's no one there anyway. I'm the only person there. So I was trying to enjoy it as much as I could. Actually, so I've never worked 
<laughs> longer than I ever did this uh, last March. So, but still, uh, nothing can prepare you. And I was like, um, I'm on my last hour. I had to extend one hour because Kuya Glenn said, no, it's okay. Come on, just, just extend one more hour. That's all right. Because I wasn't able to play some of my favorite songs. <laughs> because they were all talking to me. <laughs> so may listeners so, na pumunta? Uh, no, actually, no. Sila Kuya Glenn, they were all talking to me. All the staff, they were coming in and like, uh, um, it's your last day. Uh, yeah. And so they were all talking to me. So I couldn't concentrate on my board work. And I was missing out on some of the songs because I had the free hand to play anything I want during the last day. Yeah. Because what but, are they going to do? They're going to fire you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I had to play all my favorite songs one last time. And mm. I was trying not to cry. But uh, when I said goodbye, that's when I like, boo. <laughs> Sobra nang after. Buti na lang. Like, after na lang. Because if I did it like midway or, or some sometime there na ako, uh, you wouldn't be able to hear me properly. <laughs> be... when, when you said that you had a free hand and could play anything you wanted, mm-hmm. uh, did you mean that you could stray away from the playlist of Mellow? Um, for non-listeners of Mellow, it had mm-hmm. reformatted to the easy listening yeah. format uh, that people associated with the Mellow touch of the 70s until the 90s. So you name format, ngayon, did you get to stray away from that? Uh, a little bit because we were playing, uh, we weren't supposed to play 90s during the weekday. Uh, I mean, during that day, a Friday, uh, we're only supposed to play that on a Wednesday. So kind of straight away from the usual. And I just picked out all my favorites from what we had. Mm. So, and maybe added one song that I've played in all the radio stations that I had to say goodbye to. It's, it's from Mojo Fly. It's the song Another Day. That became my kind of signature song because when I left my first radio station, that was one of the songs that really made an impact on me. So I used that as my last song. And then on the next station that I went to, which was Cool 106, it was actually my goodbye song every time I go on board. Mm, Okay. And... Yeah, and so I said, I think I want to play this song one more time. And it's not in a playlist, so I had to like add it just just for for kicks. It's, come on, twenty five years. Yeah, give me yeah. a break. What are they gonna do? Fire you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier that a situation like this kind of forces you to pick a different path or to grow up, so to That's speak. Right. So what does that mean for someone like you who has been in radio for 25 years? Uh, actually, you know what? I Before before I even had to say goodbye, I was already contemplating on what I'm going to do next. So I could write anyway. I'm, uh, I started out as a copywriter after I graduated, actually, before I got into radio. But so... I'm trying to get back into writing again. So I'm mulling over being a content writer. Uh, there are a lot of openings for that, Diba. So the, the writing part, I also contemplated on working for the government because from what I, <laughs> from what I know, it's an easy job. <laughs> and they get a lot of bonuses come uh, Christmas time. So I was also thinking about that. Anyway, I'm a career service 
eligible and I am a professional teacher. I'm a licensed professional teacher. So I have the eligibility to work in the government. But still, I'm half-hearted about it, to be honest. When I was looking at the, you know, the possibility of, of getting an interview, why do I really want this? I, I, I stepped back and I asked myself, do I really want this? What do I really want? Am I just being divorced because I, I want to still work? Because I'm still young to retire. So <laughs> I can still work. It's, it's kind of like I'm in the middle of thinking about stuff. But everybody else, they've been advising me just to take a break. Because you've been working for 25 years straight. I never took a break. I never had, I didn't have any work in those 25 years. So maybe it's time and maybe you could attend to other things. Maybe think about putting up a business or, well, trying to be healthy. Yeah. So maybe I need to set my priorities straight. I think this is the right time to do that. Also, you make it sound like sobrang pariwara tayong lahat. Like once you get into radio, you're not on uh, straight and narrow. But that's not the case. I'd like to give all of us some credit, naman. Uh, you know, um, a lot of us got our shit together, even though we were in the industry. I know, but the for the first time in my life, I have to look for a job because <laughs> ne- working in radio is ne- it never seemed like a job, mm. especially to me. Because I I don't know I I got into it easy. I I I don't know if I did get into it really easily but when i left radio before it was was easy for me to get back so but it's a different story now because i'm uh, i'm older <laughs> and the opportunities are are less in in the industry so that's why for the first time in my life i need to look for a job <laughs> yeah i never had to give right? up it just comes to you and you you have side hustles and you want to rock it uh, those things, but uh, being in radio has ne- never seemed like work than a money. So, yeah, for the first time, I think I'm going to have to work. <laughs> yeah, like actually have a 9 to 5 or a 9 to 6. Yes. <laughs> Kung kailan, uh, there are less and less remote and work from home setups pa. <laughs> so that sucks. Yeah. I want to get into um, your origin story in radio because that's something that always stuck with me because you always called yourself a lifer uh, in radio. And mm-hmm. um, I remember when uh, w- when both of us were much younger and I would hang out during your shifts at Mellow, you mm-hmm. would tell me about how uh, you were the lone applicant out of like a batch of 20 or 30 people to get into one spot at home radio. 70-something. I, was, I asked my boss again, my former boss, there were 72 applicants. How do you beat them all out? I have... Actually, you know, I saw the ad on, on the newspaper. Pa. Nobody told me about the, the, the post, really. I just saw it on... I think it was Destiny. It was Fate. <laughs> because I saw it on a newspaper. Uh, they were looking for a radio newscaster. And I said... I didn't even tell my friends about it. Because what if I didn't get the job? So, it would be embarrassing. And it's all the way in Makati. So, I didn't care. So... I went for it. I applied and there was an audition with 72 applicants and um, some of them had experience now in radio. I didn't know what I was getting into actually, <laughs> but it was still kind of fresh being in DZUP. So I guess I, I 
consider that my experience also. And super, I don't know if you went to DGUP for your internship. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, but yeah, in the, during our, in the bus, UP, so like yes. naturally you would have some level of experience, mm-hmm. uh, even though you weren't working full time in in radio yet. Exactly, because ever since actually since first year, one of my professors already told me that why don't you work for radio uh, a radio station because you register well on the microphone because that was a broad one hundred one with Mom Betsy Enriquez, and she was like telling me go try double R at the time because it's an all-female radio station and you have to be you sound really nice and sexy <laughs> so she was uh but I was the mahia in the really shy type so I, I didn't believe that I could do it so I just you know eh, no not for me so until I had to look for a job and you know, I responded to this ad on the newspaper went to the audition and then they it was sort of a blind audition also because the, the, the one picking out is, I didn't know about this until I got in. He was telling me he was inside the, the, the radio booth and I was in a recording booth and I was being interviewed. So it was a blind audition. They didn't see, they don't see you, but they can hear you. So, and then they asked me to uh, do a segment introduce it and and talk about it and it was easy for me because i just came from from school and we did the the dcup thing and i was actually a station manager for dcup during our semester so we were thinking about all these creative things to do for radio during our our semester so it was really a whole yeah it's super fun um i had a really great time in dcup and I don't know if you remember Peachy of uh, RT, but she was my partner in radio. And we had a Gen X radio show. <laughs> so we were talking about um, the, the, like, the latest issues, entertainment news, also my gig guides and everything else. So it was sort of a creative radio show also. It's um, a variety radio program. So... Yeah, that really kind of trained me well to be in radio. So I had a blast. So it was easy for me during the audition. So they asked me to do that. Uh, okay, let's do it. And then, yeah, I got a call back. And I was just to be, supposed to be a radio newscaster. But my boss told me, why don't you go in the afternoons also? Like, have your own show. And I was so scared <laughs> to do it I, I even cried on my first broadcast on the mic I, or like before yes the mic on? uh no af- afterwards because i thought because they make you listen to yourself eh? mm. they have to you have to criticize yourself afterwards and see uh what needs to be improved i didn't like my voice i didn't like it i i, I just i said i i don't think i this is right for me i'm just gonna be a newscaster and they all said, no, you'll be okay. You'll be better. But just keep doing it. And yeah, because actually I, I memorized all the songs in the booth where you CDs. I know where to pick them. So, so basically when, when it comes to the playlist and doing um, the programming, I'm really good at it even before. So that's why they were 
grooming me to become the program director, but they got rid of my bosses. <laughs> so we had to resign en masse. So there was a mass resignation after two years. So I had to say goodbye to home radio. Um, apart from being a DJ, I was also a traffic reporter. Yeah, that's radio. something I want to get into. So that's home radio because you were yes. caster duties. Yes. Um, even before traffic.com, we were already doing traffic reports because uh, at that time, it was Commander Mike who would later become my boss, Mike Johnson. Um, he was doing the helicopter reporting with Pia Guanyo. So they are covering the traffic from the helicopter while Pia Guanyo is doing the traffic reporting for sh- some radio stations. I think um, the five stations uh, across the hall, like yeah. RT, K-Lite, yeah. Um, it was simultaneous when when they would they would do it. So, uh, but I was already doing a different kind of delivery for the traffic reports, similar to what I was doing for Samantha on the phone. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We have to get into that, but I want to <laughs> um, paint a picture first of traffic updates mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Because there's no MMDA app, nun, obviously. There's no Waze or like, Google Maps to tell you which areas were congested. So mm-hmm. at the risk of both of us sounding old, how were traffic reports done back in the day? Well, back in the day, you have to call the MMDA. They have a trunk line and then you, got, you can ask them the, the current situation of traffic. So they would let you know. And then... From there, from what I gather, I would lay up on that and just because basically it'll just give you what's going on, light, uh, medium. Those are all, the only descriptions that you'll get from the MMDA of uh, the situation out there. So it's yeah. like it's very boring. So we have to present the traffic news in the best way you can. And for me, the best way I could was to. Make it sound really sexy, <laughs> <laughs> and um, like paint the picture like a sexual innuendo. So I've been doing that ever since I was in home radio. And the funny story was uh, the how I got into traffic. That was um, home radio was looking for someone who sounds like me and who could do the traffic reports like me. And I happened to be there and I auditioned and I said, that's me. 
Because <laughs> that was the requirement. Because uh, the way they pick out their traffic reports, they, they listen to a roster of voice voices. And then, um, incidentally, home radio sent in a tape to them asking for a talent that sounded that could sound like me and could do the traffic reports like me. And I just happened to be there. And I said, well, that's me. <laughs> Isn't it weird to be like, wait, that's the peg? Hey, that's me. I'm the peg. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Isn't that a weird feeling? It was weird. It was really weird. So basically, I got myself a job. Because right, we can say because <laughs> you set the bar, you are the bar. <laughs> so they got me um, that time because well, I had to fill in the the shoes that I left. <laughs> so yeah, so apart from home radio, though, um, campus radio also picked me. Right, and this is when you were hot, Mama Maria. Yes, and then I was doing. Um, at that time, I got into radio at the same time because with, with Traffic.com. I got back into radio with Anunaman, Cool 106. So they still haven't had Cool 106 in their roster. So I was kind of instrumental in in making Cool 106 get the service of, of Traffic.com. Actually, they were, were trying, to be, trying to be technical about it because there's a non-compete clause in our contract traffic.com but I said that um, I'm not working for a, a radio station uh, that's already in our roster remember um, Cool 106 has yet to sign up with you so I'm actually helping you to make them sign up because the more radio stations you have the more opportunities for you to like sell ads right right so Okay, <laughs> so they, they they had to bend a rule with me when I did that because actually, whatever I do after I render my services to you is, is none of your business, mm. really. And it's, it's, it doesn't apply to the, the competing clause. It's not a competition. So, so parang like, ka na when you do the traffic reports for traffic.com, you're technically not a radio DJ for a particular station, which allowed you to, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, like double dip on the air. Exactly. And I wasn't using my name and I tried to sound different. And of course, I put on a different personality mm. depending on what the station would require. Yeah. So I was doing that. So yeah, I kind of got away with it. And uh, before you know it, the others, the other traffic reporters were, uh, ended up working in radio stations also later on. Because you know, it, it kind of opened up also because it's a stupid clause in the contract. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Why would you stop us from working for another, uh, for a radio partner when, when they would want us anyway and they, it doesn't have anything to do with your business with them? Right. So, yeah. So I, I got away with that, and everybody else got their chance to be in radio. I said before, Minga, that was the, the thing. <laughs> that was the rule. Yeah, hard and fast. Yeah. Rule. 
Mm-hmm. Let's get into the characters. So, you know, um, I I didn't know you at the time that you were Hot Mama Maria, but when I found mm-hmm. out that you were her, I was like, holy crap! Like, I loved your traffic reports. Uh, <laughs> this is campus radio because I was a campus radio kid, and then later on, after campus radio had reformatted, uh, I I heard you again, but this time as Samantha on the phone, not really putting two and two together that you know you're all the same person. So, <laughs> how did you come up with these characters, and how did you get away with all the innuendo that you were letting fly? On air, I was being very careful, but still, you know, everything has double meaning. No matter, like you're slipping and sliding slowly along Edsa. I can get away with that, right? Mm. But um, there's a an extra service that Magic was was asking from me. It was to really sound like something's going on. <laughs> yeah, basically like a JOI. <laughs> yeah, so that's why they call it SOP or Samantha on the phone. So they wanted me to sound even sexier than I already try to do. So it was funny because I it was a really fun job because I started working with with the likes of Kimi J Logan also the Morning Zoo crew Mo Twister I, I did reports for them Miles and Joey and then Sar- uh, Sarge Sergeant Pepper and then the boys the boys night out they wanted out because uh, it started with with. Basically, see, he King DJ Logan. I was trying to flirt with him on air, also because <laughs> he wanted it. Okay, <laughs> he was flirting with me, <laughs> so I just flirted back my traffic reports, and yeah, they liked it. What was it like doing it though from the traffic.com offices? Because I remember from your stories back when I was at Melo, now you were literally in a cubicle and you had your phone and then pinapatch mm-hmm. in mga stations. So, yes. what was that like being in an office where someone was simulating phone sex for the radio? <laughs> well, it's just like uh, a very natural thing to do because we all have uh, radio stations to report to, and we were like, yeah, you wouldn't really know, you couldn't tell. You know how it is on 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 the radio anyway. You pretty much do anything while you're you're talking. <laughs> so it's, it's it's basically the same. It was just really funny because maybe your your neighbor is already eating and then you're doing that or <laughs> Did they ever get like, parang puto kumakain ako eh, di ba? the schedule of your calls, but did it ever get awkward with uh, the person whose cubicle was adjacent to yours? No, no, I think they got used to it. Nah, I said sometimes I would listen also, and it's like, what, what are you doing? They wanted it, so <laughs> I remember <laughs> that's what they wanted, so I had to give it to them. So, <laughs> did you ever get? Uh, Outed by someone, parang, oh, I recognize you. Na, oh, you're you're Samantha on the phone. Or did you ever out yourself uh, at the height of SOP as a gimmick? No, no. I actually tried to be very careful about it because I'm, I was already a DJ in another radio station. I don't want to. I don't know. I didn't. I requested Traffic.com not to show my face also, just mm-hmm. to give that air of mystery also. <laughs> I, I tried to separate that from my being a DJ. But the funny thing is, even our old boss from Melo would introduce me as a mouth on the phone to his friends during our, uh, you know, our dinners at Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> he would introduce me as his colleagues as, this is Samantha on the phone. Like, boss, I'm Indy, one of your DJs. <laughs> what are you saying? 
So, ano, dine-deny mo talaga? Yeah, I try. <laughs> I try. So, for the listeners who aren't familiar with the immortal ninth floor of Paragon Plaza, there's a corridor where there are four radio stations, and then Mellow was on the right, and then to the left, mm-hmm. uh, you had K-Light, Play FM, and Magic. So, I'm describing this because meron time na nag overlap yung Boys Night Out and Mellow Nights, which you used to host, diba? So, mm-hmm. whenever you'd come to the station and you'd run into any of the boys, one, did they know that it was you? Uh, that you were yeah. Samantha and to what what was that like interacting with them in person after you just uh, you know did the thing on the phone they're very nice actually Sila Slick and um, they would even give me gifts during Christmas but they would give give gifts to Samantha not to Indy <laughs> which is like funny <laughs> yeah but yeah they know me but we we've, uh, we we see each other we say hi they're really nice they actually wanted to get me at one point after traffic.com just to keep it going. But um, I had to decline also because I was already working uh, full time at Mellow also. And it'll definitely, I don't know, because their, their time slot is six to nine. About, yeah. So, and mine is eight to 12. So that means I would have to. Like, a little overtime just to, to finish their show. Yeah, di lang yun. Like the, I, I, it would complicate things between both managements. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> but I could probably get away with it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you ended up doing in your stint uh, with Mellow is becoming your chief announcer, basically the head of all the DJs, which is kind of like the closest thing you can get to a corporate role while still being a DJ. Mm-hmm. Right? So what was it like wearing both hats? Because um, I remember when uh, we were still working together, you were perfectly happy uh, just showing up before your 8 p.m. show yes. and clocking out at midnight and then leaving all that work there. So yeah. when, when the shift happened, uh, what changed for you? For me, um, um, I would say, because I had to take care of of everybody, and sometimes you want to go above and beyond the workload. Then, and so uh, there was one time when we had to to do all the the creative stuff. Also, the I guess we're very we had a lot of plans. Me and I'm, when I say me. That would include Neil and Kaz also. We had great plans for Mello because we think we could still um, do stuff for it and not just settle for what we have. Because we, we don't have events then at that time. We're not as visible as we used to. So we wanted it to, to keep, to achieve more than it ever has. So we had great like I said, big plans for, for Mello. So I took it as an opportunity to be able to communicate this to the, the boss, <laughs> being the chief announcer, so we can make things, some things happen. And you know, I think we were able, we were pretty successful in doing that. But you know, being the chief announcer then is, has also the, the downside because like I said, you're bear of, of the bad news. And if, if management feels that um, there was a time I had to like talk to some of, of the talents, on-air talents to, that we were supposed to let go. 
again, it's heartbreaking because you you've watched them grow. You've seen them like from from student jocks becoming part of your on air staff. That was you have to tell them that oh, we're we're letting you go. Imagine mahirap din yon. Yung downside of of being a chief announcer because that's actually part of the job description. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not like uh, I'm actually. I had a hard time because I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> so I had to deal with that like, internally. And I, I, I can't show that to, to, to these people that I'm talking to. But, oh, but I've been thinking, how am I going to tell her? I'm going to tell him. Um, because before we didn't, we didn't really hand out like letters. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had like one memo. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's difficult oh, yeah that's another thing you, know, we, we, you have to hand out memos also even to your friends or the closest friends to Neil or to Kaz oh my god how are they going to take it they're my friends so it was pretty difficult and I'm, uh, like I said um, what I learned from from another friend DJ Marco is to part, try to compartmentalize everything Okay, so you have to do what you have to do and mm. not uh, take it too personal. But everything's personal in, in my head. Everything is personal <laughs> yeah, no. because it involves you. So, okay, and your friendships and, and, and your working relationships. So, like, everything is personal. But, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no choice. Okay. It's uh, part of the job, Deba. Right? Yeah. As we begin to wind down here, I want to ask you what your favorite segment was in all of the stations that you've done, all of the years you've been on the air. What's the favorite segment that you got to do? Segment that I got to do? I got to do relationships. That's, uh, I would say, the most memorable one that I ever... Because ever since I started with Mello, there was already relationships with Marco and Dee, Darlene. So Darlene is also my friend. So it was already in existence and I had to take, um, take over. And then Marco had to like leave me. I had to do it. At one point, I was doing it by my by myself until Kaz joined me. And I think it was it was um it was great that I had the opportunity to do it because I never thought that I'd be giving away some life advice or love advice to people. And no matter, I guess I would consider it solicited. Yeah. <laughs> Because people did write in, legit said. Exactly, like, yeah. All the segments that I ever saw throughout my mm-hmm. time at Mellow, that was one of the ones that really drew the most engagement. Yes, because I was giving out advice to people I don't even know. But yeah, and somehow there would be times that you can relate to their situation. And so it's an eye-opener also for me, even if you're like the third person in this story. But, you know, being able to engage with your listeners like that and involve get involved with them was really like an both an honor and a pleasure and i i was so glad that i had the opportunity if i could do relationships again i think i would i'm actually thinking about it (laughs) 
Ako sobrang na-enjoy ko yun. Like, both as a listener before I became a student jock. And then even more when I was there in person. Because if mm-hmm. you remember, diba, that was a time that I was uh, the single yeah. sa college student. So like, seeing <laughs> that advice for that. And then you guys, you and Marco would even put me on the mic and be like, Tangina, anong alam ko? Like, I was always heartbroken or uh, friend zone or busted. So like, there was nothing I could dispense to anybody that was of value. So I really enjoyed that as well. But we live vicariously through uh, our listeners, so I think it's it's um it's a great opportunity for us to to think. At least we're not in that situation, but we get to think about it and 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 be objective about it, Eva. <laughs> I want to close the uh, interview on a couple of light things. Uh, The first one being uh, sounding sexy because uh, to take it back to the days when I was trying to Mm -hmm. figure my way around relationships, one of the pieces of of advice you gave me to flirt was to (laughs) use your radio voice and try to be sexy (laughs) and like whisper in whisper in your ear like the ear is the microphone. So (laughs) how did you learn that skill and how do you master it? Actually, it was my, well, my first boss told me about it. I don't think he's going to hear this anyway, but he had me record. Okay lang naman sabihin. This is a podcast, wala namang KBP or MTRCB, just let it fly. Yeah, he had me record me moaning uh, before. I said, why? Just do it. So, okay. So, I never understood what it was about until like, they were telling me, do you know that you have the sexiest voice here in the group? And that's why. But what's he going to use that for? We don't know. <laughs> okay. So from from then on, I said, oh, oh no, no. And then kind of get away with it. But the listeners, they said, oh, my God, your voice is really like, turns me on. It's like, huh? <laughs> I'm not doing anything to my voice. That's the thing. And you should hear me when I do something with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so how does it feel yeah. when someone says na, Uy, hindi nakaka-turn on nga yung boses mo? It is funny because even Mo Twister said that he got the word that somebody who was listening to a traffic report got into an accident. Because so, they were doing extracurricular know. activities on the road. Yeah. They were so turned on and they got distracted. So I don't know if I should be flattered or should I, should I be worried that, oh my God, did I just do that? Should I be concerned? But yeah, coming from a colleague and uh, it, it kind of uh, felt great too because he actually acknowledged that I sound good. So coming from someone with a stature and you know whatever right. he says people listen so <laughs> I suppose uh, um, I'm grateful that, that they appreciate what I did and um, if I had a chance to do it all over again I'll do it kind of weird lang, do uh, it. <laughs> uh, he needed your audio of you moaning because like especially in the <laughs> era of me too and you know uh, political correctness and all that it's like I know. Medyo uh, sasyan. Yeah, that's like 25 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Um, last thing here. Uh, I want to acknowledge you because if it weren't for you and your love for dancing, a lot of us would probably be several tens of thousands of pesos poorer. Because... <laughs> 
to, to paint a picture for the listeners, every year, um, back in the days of Mellow, we would have the annual Christmas party and you would have to mm-hmm. dance uh, to get your bonus to mm. your bonus. And uh, you were the one who basically led the choreography and the presentation and all of that. So, <laughs> Um, what was it like leading a bunch of DJs, some of whom were very hesitant to make fools of themselves out there in front of the entire company? Well, I had so much fun doing it back in college. So doing it again was just uh, was just great. It was fun. So I had to let everybody into it too because, you know, you have to let it loose. It's just all for fun. We're not even doing it. For, yeah, <laughs> there, there's money involved now. We used to do it for the, for the grades. Now we're, we're, we're talking about thousands of pesos. <laughs> Individually, for having, mind you, individual. Yeah, <laughs> yes, just for having fun. And yeah, like you said, making a fool out of ourselves. But uh, whenever you look back, it was so much fun. But in, right? when, I, when I watch our videos of our presentations from before, I still get a kick out of it. And I'm saying, and I wish we could do this. Again, but I don't know how. <laughs> it was really fun, especially when you did the Gangnam style. Like, oh, oh yeah. my god, that Sigh. was one of the epic ones. Because that was the year, <laughs> and I finally was on your team. Mm-hmm. And and I was waiting. Uh, or the last couple of Christmases before that, I was really waiting for a chance to find on one day when I get on the weekday DJ's <laughs> team. I'm gonna be the fucking star of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun. You did a hell of a job there. So. Sobrang fun talaga no? That's epic. And you can still see it on our YouTube. <laughs> Somewhere on YouTube. If you dig hard <laughs> enough. Um, there are certain people, <laughs> certain mellow alumni uh, whose YouTube pages or Facebook pages would probably still have videos. Uh, I don't think either of us are going to give that out. Not on this <laughs> podcast. So bala na kayo to Google that shit. Uh, if someone happens to share off their Facebook memories this December, good luck, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's one um, one for the books again. So yeah, I'm glad that's we get awesome. to end this interview on that note because you know that is one of those core memories I have from uh, not just my time in Mellow but my time in radio mm-hmm. as a whole. Just hanging out with you guys and uh, mm-hmm. busting our asses every December for that extra uh, <laughs> X thousand pesos, however much it was, you know. And yes. um, I just want to say thank you for the impact you've had on me as a personality Aww. because um, hanging out with you guys all those evenings in the early 2010s was a very formative experience for me. I'm so glad that uh, we were able to let you in or let you get, well, at least get you interested in getting into the industry because it's something that, you know, I would want everybody to experience at least because it's really going to be, I don't know, not just unforgettable, but it's, it's not just fun because that's, I, I think people just mistake it just all for fun. Lang, eh? Or just, um, but it's something that um, will make you grow as a person, and because you deal with with more people than you could ever imagine, like different sorts of people, Deva and radio, that your listeners. <laughs> yeah, uh, some good, some bad. Yeah, <laughs> some between, but so <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that we, for me and um, I know Marco, you were able to make. Uh, a great impression on you. <laughs> a lasting <laughs> one. Nice. <laughs> a lasting one for sure. Um, if, if there's any uh, listener out there of the pod who wants to keep tabs uh, with your adventures post-radio, where can people connect with you? 
Oh, you can just check out my um, IG account. It's Miss underscore Indiegram. Um, or um, you can follow me on in, still Indie Night for seven. <laughs> I haven't. I'll try to do something about that. But um, yeah, um, we're still part of the online um, presence of Mellow. So you can still get in touch with us through that. Everybody that you used to love on Mellow, we're still there. We're still keeping tabs anyway. So that's Mellow947.fm on Facebook. But personally, it's Indie947 on Facebook, also on Twitter, and then Miss underscore Indiegram on Instagram. Thank you so much at the ends for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, really glad so we glad. finally got to make this work. I and know. It, it was nice just uh, revisiting some of the good old days. Sorry, it uh, took a while. When we were in the same roster. Thanks, at the <laughs> Yes, of course, you're very much welcome. And I look forward to hearing you again on the air sometime. Thanks again to Ate Inns for joining me on the pod. It's a very special week for me, not just because she's our guest, but because this is the week of my radio anniversary. I first went on air as an official radio DJ with uh, a signed memo slash contract and an actual paycheck on May 1, 2011. That was 12 years ago. I actually remember the circumstances under which it happened. Uh, the DJ who was doing the morning show on the weekends at Mellow had started going AWOL. So uh, it was a Saturday night, April 30. I remember being at Promenade with my college Barcada. We were going to watch Thor. And as I sat down and I was going to put my phone on silent and watch the trailers, I got a text from the chief announcer at the time, Chloe, who's now in Qatar. Uh, she asked me if I was game to do the show tomorrow. So I said, I'm going But yeah, sure, why not? And it turned out to be my informal audition to get called up to the main roster of DJs. And then the week after that, the weekend sign-on show had officially become my shift. So uh, it's nice to be able to remember that, to just go back to that simpler time because uh, reconnecting with at the Indie and reconnecting with my old friends at Mellow always takes me back to uh, the beginnings of my career when everything about radio was still so pure, so full of joy and optimism and all of that good stuff, you know, before the hard uh, realities of business kicked in. So it's nice to get to relive that right here. And I just want to thank you for allowing me to keep sharing these stories, whether it's my own or those of my friends and just being a part of this reason for me to keep this love for radio alive. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. So thank you so much. Thank you as well to the Podcast Network Asia team for doing all of the legwork behind the scenes from marketing to creatives to post-production and everything else that they do. Really appreciate all of you, especially since I'm getting to meet you guys in person more and more. And thank you to everyone who continues to like, share, stream, follow the show. You have no idea what that does for this podcast. That's going to do it for me. I'm going to catch you next week with another all-new episode of On Deck with Stan C. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Stan C, out. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.